Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight, and it has been a really exciting week at CBS 21 because we have been doing our severe weather week. We've been bringing you all kinds of content uh, across all of our platforms and, of course, live on the air as well. And uh, we're wrapping it up here on this Friday as we get closer and closer to really getting into the heart of severe weather season, which traditionally, of course, is springtime, although we always tell you guys that uh, always remember that severe weather can happen and strike at any time. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's been a great week of content. It's something that we were really excited to bring you guys. And uh, if you haven't seen the segments that we've been doing, uh, they are easy to find. Just go to CBS21.com, the weather tab, and uh, you can find all the various segments uh, that we've actually been doing here this week. And while I'm at it and talking about the website, I also encourage you because this is the 70th anniversary of CBS 21 this year. And uh, we have gone back into the archives and we have actually unearthed a lot of old footage, old stories, old pieces. And uh, we ran one last week. Uh, for those of you that may remember, uh, the fixing of the lottery uh, that took place years and years ago. So we ran some coverage on that. And uh, we've got a really fun one that's up now, especially if you're my age, uh, from 1989. Uh, those of you that are local may remember Silver Spring Drive-In was over by Silver Spring Speedway on the Carlisle Pike. And it was, back in those days, it was, you know, out the Carlisle Pike. That was kind of the the far fringes of the Carlisle Pike. Um and uh, they had, uh, of course, the Silver Spring Drive-In. They had the Silver Spring Speedway. Both were torn down. Uh, and the Silver Spring Drive-In actually was where the Coles, if you're familiar with where the Coles is on the Carlisle Pike, uh, sits now. But um, they used to do an all-night movie night where they ran like four movies in a row and would always do it in the summertime, of course. That was drive-in season. And it basically just turned into, it was a big party night and people would just show up in droves and uh, they would bring in a lots of uh, adult beverages and uh, it became a pretty big tradition and a pretty big party here in central PA to go to the all night movies at the uh, Silver Spring Drive-In. So back in 1989, we sent a reporter uh, from CBS 21 over to cover the event. And uh, I just got a big kick out of watching the footage and watching the story because it really brought me back. Summer of 1989, I turned at 19 years old. And uh, I do remember the all-nighters at the uh, Silver Spring Drive. And so check that out when you're on our website as well. And we also have YouTube content that's up that you can search for. We've got a YouTube channel, uh, CBS 21. So now that we've gotten all that out of the way, let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, our weather because. Here we go, heading into a weekend that is going to be a soggy weekend here in central PA. And uh, look, it's rain that we need. We've been really kind of stressing that this week with all of our forecasting about how, you know, we really do need the rain here in central PA. Uh, some of our area, particularly Adams, York, Lancaster, southern Lebanon County, had all gotten into the moderate drought status. And uh, where our records are kept, of course, at HIA, we're now running a rainfall deficit at least coming into today, that was at four and one-third inches, which that's a pretty big number considering we are just a third of the way through the year now as we wrap up April and uh, get into May, the fifth month of the year. So to already be running that much of a rainfall deficit, and of course we didn't have any snowpack whatsoever 
uh, over the winter months and couple that with the fact that 2022 came in, give or take, about two inches below average. So, you know, they've been getting all kinds of rain, snow, precipitation out west and uh, actually went a long way uh, over the winter months toward eradicating the drought uh, out in California and in the Sierras. But uh, for us, it was, as we know, it was uh, kind of a bust winter-wise in terms of precipitation. And uh, so now here we sit, and uh, we definitely need the rain. So as this uh, podcast always drops, for those of you that are new to the podcast this week, we appreciate it. Uh, We've been talking a lot about it with our severe weather week. But if you're new to the podcast this week, uh, it usually drops, give or take, around noon uh, on Friday. And uh, boy, our Friday is uh, a bit of a soaker. Now, I'm a little bit more optimistic about tomorrow uh, than I was earlier in the week. It really looked like we were talking about showers off and on throughout the day on Saturday. And then same thing on Sunday with uh, the final front actually coming through. But right now, I got to tell you, uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Friday, I think that we've got a chance to kind of salvage things a little bit on Saturday. Put it to you this way. I've got tickets for the Harrisburg Senators game tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, and I fully anticipate being there and that game starting on time. So I'm pretty optimistic that the the clouds may even break for some sun late in the day uh, on your Saturday, and Saturday won't be too bad of a day. First half of the day, cloudy, damp, maybe a little bit drizzly. Um, But in terms of the persistent steady rain that we're going to be dealing with on your Friday afternoon, Friday evening. I think that will taper off on Saturday. Sunday, though, here we go again. The actual front coming through on Sunday. So I think for most, by mid-morning, we're going to have some scattered showers around and then the possibility of some thunderstorms during the afternoon and evening, some of which could contain some locally heavy downpours. So as we always tell you guys, leading into a big rainfall event, you know, make sure you clean the gutters, uh, clean the storm drains, that type of thing. If your basement normally takes on some water, uh, this would be a good time to do whatever preventative measures. Make your sump pump is working. Uh, anything that you normally do to prevent issues in your basement before a big rain event, uh, this would be a good time to do so before all of this rain moves through. And there's actually another chance for some showers, uh, a weaker front, but chance for more showers uh, by Tuesday of next week. Now, We've got an internal model here uh, at CBS 21 called our graph model. It's the IBM graph. Uh, It's part of the the weather system that we have. And in big events like this, sometimes it does just oversell things a little bit. It uh, doesn't handle extremes. Um, But uh, I'm looking at some of our internal models that want to bring uh, over three and a half inches, knocking on the door of four inches of rain to spots here in central PA. Now, if that does verify, and I, I just think that might be overdoing it a little bit, but if that does verify, we might have some issues on some of the smaller creeks and streams here by late Sunday, early Monday. And of course, we'll keep you updated all weekend long. Uh, th- there will not be widespread flooding issues here. Uh, just because of the fact that we have been so dry, that's what's really going to help us out. Obviously, if our river, creek, and stream levels were running really high, and then all of a sudden we got ourselves into a a situation where, you know, we were knocking on the door of four inches of rain over the course of the weekend, then yes, uh, there would no doubt be some pretty big concerns uh, about some flooding. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it. it would if if anything would uh, go over its banks, it would be the smaller creeks and streams, and the timing would likely be late Sunday. Uh, into early Monday. But that's something, of course, we'll 
keep you advised on and, and keep you in the loop on. So uh, stay with us regarding that uh, throughout the weekend. So next week, I got to tell you, so here comes May. And, you know, the first half of our April was very warm. In fact, through about a week ago, through like late last week, we were trending uh, top five in terms of warmest Aprils. This week has been much cooler, and we've got some cooler weather here this weekend. By and large, this entire week has been down below average. The weekend is going to be down below average. Our average high this time of year is actually up to 69 degrees. Uh, and we're going to stay down below that here as we round out the month of April. So don't know if any more, if we're going to come in as a top five warmest April. I still do think it'll be a month that will go down as warmer than average, but uh, certainly a month that was uh, a bit front loaded. And, you know, it's one of those situations where when you think about it, we kind of tend to only, you know, weather wise, kind of live in the here and now. And, you know, this has been a a, a pretty cool week for us. Um, but don't forget, we had back to back weeks last week and the week before where we strung together uh, several days that were actually well into the 80s and threatened a couple of all time records. So, you know, we had those days where those highs were in the mid to upper 80s where uh, temperatures were 20 to 25 degrees up above average. So yeah, front half of April, and I know we turned on the air conditioning at my house, front half of April, uh, very, very warm. And then the back half of uh, April here, or at least the last week, last 10 days of April has been on the cool side. So it's, you know, the yin and the yang of mother nature, like we always have now heading into next week, uh, it does look like it's going to somewhat stay on the cool side. I mentioned how our average high temperature this time of year is 69 degrees. By the time we get into next week, that average high does bump up uh, to 70 degrees. So yeah, I think we're going to have a lot of days next week where we're going to have our highs be in the mid to low 60s. Following week also looks like it could be a little bit on the cool side as well before we finally moderate things a little bit. I'm thinking like second half of May is when we could start to see temperatures actually bump up a little bit for the second half. And uh, we've got a uh, special guest that is actually joining me now. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, it's meteorologist Ed Russo. Edward, how are we doing? I know that you were you were within the building, but you were working on uh, doing some uh, recording with somebody in our creative services department. Yeah. So uh yeah so uh what's going on yeah so uh nice to see you yes I i'm talking to you like i'm remote but we're actually yeah. sitting next to each other for right doing this podcast so it's, yeah it's it's a little weird yeah we're sitting a little closer than i'm actually comfortable with that <laughs> you're practically in my lap i've, inv <laughs> I've invaded steve's space <laughs> but yeah we're we're now uh we're sharing a microphone as broadcast professionals do. Yeah, so our podcast situation it's it's evolving because we're yeah. about to get a, a setup where we can be present in the same room and hopefully eventually get a camera on us as yeah. well. Yeah. So during this uh, change, we're uh, we kind of sometimes have to use basically the same microphone. Yes. Right? So we have to get a little close. We're 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 making do, <laughs> yeah. as they say. We're pivoting. We're pivoting. Pivoting, which is one of our favorite words yeah. at CBS 21. We are we are uh, pivoting. So um, I know this week you put together some really fun packages. I was talking, obviously, about the Severe Weather Awareness Week. And we're hoping that after all of the promotion that we did and promoting this podcast, that we've got some new listeners this week. So uh, thank you if you're one of the newer listeners to uh, the podcast here. But 
Uh, talk a little bit about some of the stuff that uh, you did for Severe Weather Awareness Week. Yeah, so the um, so I, I think, honestly, I think my favorite one was the pet safety, severe yeah. weather, because, um, it, you know, if you go to the, if you go a lot of the, you know, the National Weather Service sites or, or you know, any site that's dealing with how to, how to, how to deal with a severe weather situation during an emergency situation, that the advice is very specific about what we as humans need to do when, you know, you're under a tornado warning, mm-hmm. which means you need to act now. You need to get to your safe spot, which should take you no longer than 20 seconds in a two-story home. And then you go to the adv- advice about pets and it says, make sure you have a plan for your pets. Oh, well, what, what's that? And it's not like when you talk about a severe weather safety plan, you're, you say, make sure you have a plan for your family. Well, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. So I just, I feel like pets are often overlooked, overlooked. You know, I think the details are overlooked and it's, it's, it's a lot harder to round up your pets when you need them. I mean, you know, growing up, I've had dogs and cats and they're always uh, insubordinate when you need to actually get them in their crate to take them to the vet or whatever. I mean, Steve, you know what it's like. Insubordinate. Yeah. Is that what they are? It's, it's, they don't listen. Yeah, right. Pain in the butt, insubordinate. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, insubordinate. I like that. Yeah. So, I I always you know say, you know, you got to put your cat and your dog in the crate long before a warning is issued. Sure. And it's like, well, how do you know a warning is going to be right. issued? And and this is this is the next step is, you know, you got to know where you live geographically. Okay, you know, we're we're in the day and age where we all have radar on our phones. Sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming most of you have some sort of sport sort of weather on right. your phone. And if you see that the county west of you is under a warning, you should probably assume, okay, yeah, I got some rough weather. I might be yeah. put under a warning too. So let's round up the pets right now, yeah. take them downstairs. They might be in their crate for a couple of hours, which, you know, in the in the uh, piece that I did, you could see Maurice, he was trying to get out of the right. Great. I mean, but you're you're protecting them from a situation where they could be vulnerable if they're not on the lowest floor when a storm's coming. Yeah. Well, this is probably a good time for us to uh, promote uh, our weather app. You can find it in your phone's app store, CBS 21 uh, WX. And I always tell people this uh, because, you know, me and, and you're the same way, you know, um, especially if I'm out and about like I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to blow smoke. Um the radar on our weather app is a good radar. Um, so download the app. I'm yeah. You, I mean, if for nothing else, so that you can follow along and track storms um, and uh, it's got a good, it's got a good radar function on it. So uh, check it out at CBS 21 WX plus not only that, but you get the actual forecasts mm-hmm. of guys like Steve Knight and Ed Russo. Yeah. I mean, and it's free. It's free. Can and, you imagine that? And there was there was there one other guy. <laughs> yeah. my, I forget. Oh, what's his face? Yeah. TR, wait, as we wait, call him. Wait, he's the chief. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. I call him Tommy Two-Tone. <laughs> or Thomas the Tank. Our our older listeners will will appreciate Tommy Two-Tone. Your generation. Tommy the Train. I call you, him yeah, Tommy, Tommy the, the train. train. Yeah. Thomas the Tank. But yeah, so uh, check out uh, our weather app. I was just talking about, you know, obviously need the rain here this weekend. And your take, I mean, I 
from everything I'm looking at right now, and May's gonna temperature wise, May's gonna get off to a little bit of a slow start here. I know. I I feel like I hate getting teased with 80s. Yeah. For almost, I felt like we were in a stretch there, 70s. Two weeks, we were mostly 70s and 80s, and then you just go backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, this time last week, uh, we were sitting at number two all time in terms of warmest aprils and i don't even know if we're going to finish in the top five now yeah because this week has the whole week has been below average and the weekend's below like we're going to do a 10-day stretch here more or less where we're below average so that may torpedo the idea that this is going to be a top five warmest april probably looking at some flakes in western pa yeah yeah Yeah. northern northern pennsylvania the north central mountains and whatnot you know of course we won't get any of that right but still, I mean, even into May. Yeah, an indication of of how how chilly it's going to be um, as this front comes through Sunday into Monday. It's also going to get breezy. But yeah, uh, most models seem to think that uh, there could be some wet snowflakes flying around overnight Sunday into Monday. Again, not here, but just interesting enough that somewhere in Pennsylvania, uh, snowflakes are a real possibility here later in the weekend. And you know, it, the light at the end of the tunnel here. You know, once we usually get to May fifteenth, like. Yeah. Usually beyond May 15th, uh, once you get warm, you stay warm. Yeah, you could we could we can ostensibly flip the switch. Yeah, and, and then yeah. it's smooth sailing right into right in summer. Yeah, and I think in looking at some of the long range models, that's going to verify this year. Um, we always tell you though, you know, it's we get so many questions, and you know, we we had uh, the April of deceit when we had those days in the '80s, but we always get the questions about planting, and and people just, I get it, you're anxious, you want to get out and garden, you want to get things going, you want to get things rolling. Um, some of the some of the things that you plant are obviously a bit hardier than others. Potatoes, lettuce can be pretty hardy, but the the rule of thumb always is, and especially for flowers, that type of thing, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day is always, yeah, the rule of thumb. So it is tempting because it's like if you start planting your tomatoes now, you'll have tomatoes by yes. early July. Right. Yeah. Know? But then you have to bring them inside. Yeah. And then the problem with tomato plants is if you don't know this, they're poisonous to to dogs and cats. Right. Especially the leaves. Yes. So I hate bringing them inside to protect yep. them. So it's just easier to wait until after the 15th. But yeah, my parents always start theirs and they like have them like in the windowsill. Yeah. You know, they, they, they get them kind of get like them going. Hanging. Maybe yeah. Hanging. Yeah. yeah. So, but they, you know, don't have them, uh, have them outside, but uh, yeah. So I may looks like it's going to get off to a, a little bit, little bit, little bit of a slow start. And one other quick thing I wanted to touch on here before we wrap for this week, because um with getting some, uncomfortable are you steve getting uncomfortable yeah yeah well you're sitting in my lap yeah <laughs> so <laughs> um but uh so to just get everybody up to speed who may not know you and i uh are a little unique in that uh we're actually two of your local weather guys that are from here and for those of you that don't know, who may be new to the podcast this week and decided to give it a listen because we've been telling you about it during Severe Weather Awareness Week, Ed actually grew up in York County. I am a York Countyan. York Countyan. Actually, you know, I, I, there's this phrase that I often see my friends use. I guess it started with Facebook. I don't know. They call it Soyoko. Oh, yeah. Southern York County? Yeah, Southern okay. York County. Have you heard that? Is it pronounced? No. I see it written. I never said it. Okay. So maybe it's Soyoko. Or so something. I would say Soyoko. 
So, so Yoko. So Yoko. So Yoko, Southern yeah. York County. It's yeah. Like, where did that come from? Well, if uh, Eastern Lebanon County could have Elko, you that's know. That's true. That's true. You know, so. there's a road there that's yeah. named Elko right off of the, the school, the high school there. Yeah. And everybody. Uh, in Lanco. You're Lanco. Lanco. I'm Lanco. Everybody in, in uh, California calls it SoCal. Southern yeah. California, yeah. you know what I mean? You yeah. know, so SoCal, but yeah, I'm Lanco. I grew up in uh, Lancaster County. And uh, so, yeah, it's a little unique, you know, quite frankly, you, you don't too often, if you're watching your local Yokel TV station have, and, and look, Tom's uh, from just South of here. He's from down around the Baltimore area. So he's certainly familiar with the area and it's, you know, not only been here for 21 years at CBS 21. So um, that's one thing that I think that is unique that uh, we bring to the table is that uh, not only do we are we the guys that are tracking your weather day in and day out here, but we're from here. We know the area. We know how these systems work. We we we've got a memory and we've got just I think a unique perspective that comes with not being somebody that came here for the job. Yeah, you know that, that that's a really good point because I can tell you, um, and even forecasters, meteorologists, you know, I've I've lived in different markets uh, throughout the country. I've lived in Fargo. I've lived in Iowa. I've lived in Indiana. Um, now I'm back home, but I can tell you that a big advantage, and I'm telling you this as a meteorologist, one of the biggest advantages, it's called the it's the home field advantage, right? Uh, you grow up in an area, you know what weather conditions are normal. Yeah. You know what, you, you're like eh, 50 inches of snow. Yeah, that that's what this model showing. That right. doesn't really happen here. There's a lot of question marks that, you know, when we're looking at model data and this model showing the scenario and it's never happened in our lifetime. Well, we know that because we've never witnessed it because we've right. lived here our entire lives. So right. there, there really is a home field advantage to a meteorologist who's actually forecasting in the area that he grew up. So when we say that, Oh, yeah. we're born and, and raised here. Yeah. There is there is truth to that in yeah. your ability in your forecast skill. Right. Yeah. And we also yeah. have a unique understanding of how weather systems work, uh, given not only our geography, our topography, they call it continentality. But basically what that means is those are fancy ways of saying that we have a unique understanding for how weather systems are going to interact uh with our land. With mm -hmm. you know, uh, we live in a valley, we've got mountains to the west, you know, so and uh, we have a unique perspective on how we know that uh, our forecast for Chambersburg can be very different from the forecast in Sealands Grove. Right. Light years mm -hmm. uh, different. So we also think that that uh, presents us with some unique advantages as well. Yeah. You know, and, and there's one other thing that I just thought I would just toss in here because we're talking about it. Um, you know, Steve and I also, you know, believe and, you know, we believe this for years that, you know, that we're you know, the, the smartest people on the planet. Yeah. You, you and me. True. And, and we're very humble about it. Yeah. We don't tell people that. We would never say that on a podcast. No. That would be tooting our own horn, Ed. <laughs> and you know me. I hate to toot my own horn, <laughs> yeah. but toot, toot. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. Alex Trebek. God love Alex Trebek. Rest in peace. He came to the station uh, pre-COVID, obviously. So I want to say like 2019. And being a big Jeopardy fan, um, I got to interview him. I they actually picked me to be the one to interview him. So I sat down. I When I introduced myself to him, um, he said to me, he's like, so you're the scientist in the building. I said, okay, sure. And he said, you know, traditionally, contestants on Jeopardy that have been meteorologists have done very, very well. We've had a lot of meteorologists uh, on Jeopardy 
that were, you know, multiple time champions and, and hung around for a while, you know, because really? that he literally said that to me. He goes, he goes, because you by and large, right. You're the smartest guy in the building. And I looked at him and I went, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I already thought that to begin well, with. I was joking, but Steve's obviously taking this to the next level. <laughs> hey, if Alex Trebek said I'm the smartest guy in the building, that's good enough for me. All right. On that note, we're going to wrap up for uh, this week. But yeah, we we drop these every Friday, give or take around noontime. So appreciate you tuning in. We talk about topical stuff. We also talk about things that may be in the news weather-wise and uh, just always try to give you a perspective on not only the week that was, but also kind of talk about what's to come here in the, in the coming week. So won't be as wet into next week, but it's still going to be uh, on the cool side. Any parting words of wisdom there, Edward? Well, I am, uh, I'm ready to give you some space. Okay. Ed, uh, Ed's tired of sitting on my lap. Really? I think you are too, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's end this. Let's end this. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.